you are listening to Takedowns to Breakdowns. Live and Happy New Year. Happy New Year. Happy New Year. Oh, boy. We're in the Roaring Twenties now. Yes. So we have to talk like this. Roaring Twenties, see? How you doing there, boy? <laughs> doing fine, sir. How are you? Doing yeah, great. Doing great. <laughs> so in all seriousness, Happy New Year. How was, uh, how, was yeah, your, man. how was your New Year? Was it a good time? Uh, yeah, just stayed at home and watched TV. Dude, all, I had Thai food and went to bed early. It was perfect. Yeah, you know what? What what is it with people ordering some sort of like Asian cuisine on New Year's? I don't because we had Chinese. I don't know. I think it's just I don't know. Um, <laughs> tradition, I guess. I, I'm not quite sure. I'm not quite sure. I guess let's call it tradition. Um, yeah, that's pretty much it. Um, yeah, I went out, got Thai food. Uh, came home, played some video games, and went to sleep. It was a really good night. It was such a good night. Yeah. Speaking of Chinese food, and speaking of eating, last time we spoke, we spoke of this new invention, this new diet regime, regimen. Mm-hmm. Uh, how has it been? How have you felt? I don't care if you weren't super strict to it. I just want to know how you felt trying it. Uh, so, I'm okay, here's the thing. Going into this, the the weeks that I did was tough. Um, so I challenged myself to do two weeks, the week before Christmas and the week of Christmas. So let's go to the first week. Okay. First week ended up turning into me doing like an intermittent fasting for three days rather than just going all out for one day, which is what, was, what the plan was. Um, I think we had said or you had said just go all out on wednesday and then like every day after or before i just take in water so here was the problem with week one uh every year it's a tradition to go over my parents house and decorate their tree they get get a huge tree every year but my mom makes cookies she does hot cocoa and they order pizza and i completely forgot about that so i was like fuck pizza and and i'm like god damn it so what i did was i didn't have breakfast didn't have lunch but i did have pizza and i did have the hot cocoa and i had to have cookies because my mom made cookies um no other choice yeah and i like i I couldn't offend her right so it happens i mean i uh, that was the only thing i had all day though you mitigated it you mitigated the damage that's good yeah and then uh so, oh man, what what was it that happened the very next day? I don't know if we went over someone's house or I know I had like a, again, it was like another dinner was planned and I was like, fuck. So I had to, again, just go the whole day without eating and then I had dinner and then something else happened literally the next day after that. So I had dinners three days in a row rather than eating three meals in one day. You You get what I'm saying? So, so you had one in meal a, a day, sense, I did. Yeah. So, I mean, I did have three meals that entire week, but it was split up. Okay. Rather than just eating all That's day fine. for one day. That's fine. How did you feel that first week? I felt fine. I felt fine. Um, the thing is, is like I said, I kind of trained my body at this point where if I do get invited to someone's house for dinner or if I do plan on ordering takeout or something a certain day of the week... I will prep myself. So like the first, 
if I know I'm going to have a special dinner on Friday, I'll say, okay, I'm going to go Wednesday and Thursday taking in water only. I'm going to fast those two days to earn that dinner on Friday. And that helps me maintain uh, my weight because that's what I've been doing at this point. I haven't been trying to lose more. Um, I've just been maintaining at this point. So um, that's kind of how I plan it out. And so that week was fine. But then now the holidays come. So, you know, again, it was just tough because how do you not eat on Christmas, which was on a Tuesday, and Mm, then... Yeah, so is this week two now? This is week two? This is now week two. Okay. So, I mean, first off, I worked Christmas Eve all day, you know, and uh, like literally seven to seven Christmas Eve, and then I worked seven to three Christmas Day. Um, It's miserable. Yeah, and so those two days I ate because I had employees bringing stuff for me to try, and I can't offend them, so I'm like, God damn it, all right, I'll try your stuff. And So I feel like if I bring so- you, like, meth, and I start, I start heating up a spoon, <laughs> you would feel like you would offend me if you didn't take it. Is that yeah. how this goes? This is the lesson I'm taking from it. Yeah, so you know what it... I mean, yeah, it was just... I, I chose the wrong two weeks. It was just a bad two weeks. Um, but I do actually want to attempt that challenge again uh, probably next week, only because I already had a couple meals uh, this week so far. Well, again, so, that's, that's another idea of having just one meal a day. That's another thing. Pavel Tatsalin, I think, is the big proponent of that. Pavel Tatsalin is the kettlebell guy, um, and he believes in uh, repetitions, overall repetitions and proper recovery. Uh, yeah. for sets uh, he's the guy who's like if you do a thousand pull-ups throughout the entire day or a thousand pull-ups within half an hour it's better to do it throughout the day because each time you do it throughout the day each time you like do two pull-ups here or two pull-ups there your body's going to mm. be at a hundred percent when you do it so they'll be the most optimal like uh optimal occurrence optimal uh, execution of you doing those reps Compared yeah. to like crossfitting it, like thousand a thousand pull ups now, ah! like that's like <laughs> he's like no, those are bad pull ups. Those are poor form, exhausted fatigue muscles already getting beaten down. It's a higher risk of injury. It's just not worth it. Mm-hmm. So it kind of makes some sense. It kind of makes some sense. So he and he says I eat one meal a day. He says I eat dinner. That's it. I just eat a massive fucking dinner and I'm fine. Yeah. So yeah, I don't think you. I don't think you slipped up that bad. No, I mean, I, like I said, I definitely, like, if I knew, okay, I, I'm definitely going to go all out on Christmas or whatever, like, I discipline myself the next day or the next few days, you know, but that's kind of like how I do, I, I, I do everything, my meals per week, though, like how I plan it out, you know, and I just, it, it's the way I've trained my body, I feel better yeah. doing it that way, and I'm just used to it at this point. Yeah. So. All right. All right, I got you. But no, but I, I actually do want to eventually redo it the proper way like we had originally planned, just from Sunday to Tuesday, water, go all out Wednesday, and then I think you said Thursday, Friday, water, and then Saturday, like a light snack or meal. Yes. Or something like that. Yes. Yeah, so. Very nice. Very yeah. nice. Cool, dude. Um, I will say, though, I just recently started working out again 
and I'm doing this new thing. It's this game for the Nintendo Switch called Ring Fit Adventure. Yo, you and will be the third person I know who's doing uh, the Switch. Yes. With Ring Fit. I've only done it twice so far. I was supposed to do it a third time a day or two ago, and I've been uh, 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 busy doing shit, so I plan on doing my, my, my third workout tomorrow. I literally, day one, dude, the way I would describe the way I felt was how I felt when you took me to that park. Like, I wanted to vomit. <laughs> I want, it felt like, not just vomiting, but like exercising a demon from my stomach. Need- like, I, I, I had to stop at some point and like run to the bathroom. Like, I was literally about to vomit. You need to... The se- I'm sorry, go ahead, finish. You can finish. Sorry, go ahead. No, I was going to say, and then it's just amazing, because then, like, the second time I did it, not only did I get through the the course that I did the first day, no problem, I redid it again on a harder setting, and I ended up doing, like, other levels on top of that. Ooh. It's contextual. Yeah. So, like, if you're, an, if you're a novice to fitness, it it lowers it down to that. Or if you're like a, a personal trainer, it ramps it up to that. That's how I heard about that. I heard about that from the fitness community because somebody was saying, is this legit or is this some kind of scam? And some personal trainers tried it and they were saying, no, this is a fantastic thing because yes. it ramps to the person that's using it. And it's also like well made. They do warm up. They do cool down. They hit like mm-hmm. they, they hit a lot of things. And because you have the leg band and you have the ring, um, you, you you're able to do a lot and they were like this is they were saying this wouldn't really like get me into like a higher athletic shape but if i'm out of shape or if i'm trying to like maintain uh like my cardiovascular levels this wouldn't be the worst thing yeah i mean yeah i I definitely underestimated it for sure but i mean i guess as you progress you also unlock different types of workouts because the whole idea too, it's like not only are you going through this adventure, like linear path, um, and in order to progress, you're jogging. So you, I mean, I I remember almost running like two miles for an entire stage. Um, but then it's like you're going through these battles, and just the battle is like uh, the part of the the I guess workout where you're doing all these other things like the squats and whatever. Um, and as you level up, you learn different exercises, which then you can add to your uh, repertoire of like moves. And it's, it's really interesting because you're, you're, you know, you're working out, but you're having fun at the same time. And it's got like this RPG element where there's like a leveling system. So you're actually leveling your character and increasing their attack and defense against the enemies. Yeah. Yeah. So like it takes your mind away from the idea like you're you're working out. And I think that kind of works better for me because not only am I huge into video games, but with other programs like uh, Insanity or Rush Fit, I feel like when I do something like that, it's almost like I'm uh, I'm being pr- not, do I want to say pressured? Yeah, I'll, I'll say like I'm being pressured, like I have to do this workout. This is what I'm being told to do, so I have to do it. Whereas you put it in a game aspect, you know, you're having fun, but your your mind is, you're, it's like taking away the, the fact that you are working out. Yes, that's a good point. I, I haven't, pl- I should play it. I don't have it, but I should play it. 
Um, I was going to say, the main, the main thing that I think is awesome about it is that if it helps build consistency for somebody with their fitness, mm-hmm. that's all you need. Like, that's awesome. If it builds consistency. Yeah. And I think that's what it does. Yeah. And I think that's the cool part is that it helps people remain consistent with fitness. And if you do it like four times a week, that's fucking awesome. Yeah. Like, that's great. Yeah. You know, that's that's pretty much all you need. Um, j- j- especially with a guy with a schedule like yours. That's all mm-hmm. you need, man. Just if it gets the blood moving, just fucking do it. Yeah. I, I don't. I think that there's a. I'm not going to say like you need to, but I think there's this weird idea that fitness has to be CrossFit or fitness has to be, you know, doing five fives in an MMA gym or fitness has to be this crazy shit. I don't think that's the case. I think fitness just means you have to keep your ass moving and, and stay mobile. That's kind of it. Like that's really it. Um, you should, you should recount. So people have context for this about the park story. When I took you to the park. Mm, okay, so <laughs> <laughs> we go to this park, and essentially, yeah. what you took me to. Well, I'm not. First of all, I didn't tell you what we were going to do. I was just like, we're going to go to the park, and you're like, okay, just yeah, we're going to go to a park. I like this park. And you're like, okay, yeah, that was it. Yeah, yeah. You, you, no, what you took me to was what I would refer to as a World War to uh trench which was then covered with grass um and you told me uh, let's just put it this way we did a lot of running like sprinting stuff like almost relay like run back to do from this point and then run you know uh running up hills because oh that was fun um what else we do battle ropes we did the uh sandbag stuff Oh, and how about oh, Mike, lay down on your belly uh, at an incline, and then get up quick and run up the hill. Um, yeah, fun. Yeah, I want that was like the worst. I wanted to vomit so bad, and you're like, yeah, just vomit, and then uh, we'll get back into it. Like, just let it out, man. Let it out. I, I think the, the only thing that got you the most though were the crunches. I had you like lay down on the hill. Yes, yes. You had me okay, you had me laying down on the hill, but my feet were uh facing like I was essentially like upside down at like a 45 degree angle. Yeah. That's yeah, we're just doing crunches. Yeah, just That's doing all. crunches, man. And I, you're like, "Yeah, just lay down." No, no, other way. And I'm like, "What?" <laughs> See, and I remember, yeah. I remember I kept telling you, I was so proud because I was saying, look how hard this workout is. And all we're using is Mother Nature. Just the <laughs> gifts of Mother Gaia. That's all we're using today. And look how look how much we're getting out of it. Yeah. You know, like we're able to just, who needs a gym membership? We just go outside, <laughs> play like a child running up the hills. You know, that's all it is. Yeah. And didn't we do, uh, what was it? We did something. Um... We did something. I, f- I forget what it was. Mother Gaia. Right. <laughs> uh, Mother Gaia's gifts. So. Yes. So when you came to that park, uh, to the park that day, did you expect anything like that or no? Did I surprise you entirely? You surprised me entirely because I just thought we were doing what we were always doing back at your house or at the gym. Just, you know outside 
with nature. But no, you surprised me and greeted me with hills. So, yeah. Oh, I remember. You know what was the best part? There was that segment that were two hills on top of each other where it was one hill a slight like flat area and then it hit another yes steeper that hill. was the hill i was telling you about yeah I, you you made me lay down on my stomach and then i had to get up and run both of those hills oh <laughs> so good for you it's so good for you if you're listening right now you've never done that go to a park or somewhere that has a hill and just run up just run up it a bunch of times and you will feel fantastic at the end of it oh that's amazing but yeah Speaking of amazing, because mm. we had a slight technical difficulty there that put us... Uh, just slight. Just slight. Let's jump straight into UFC 246, the return of Conor McGregor versus Cowboy Cerrone. Let's get into it. I mean, I, I as you know, I don't like going into it like a commentator type role because there's so many people that do that. There's so many people that, that talk about you know, like, oh, Connor's returning, and or like, oh, it's uh, um, Anthony Pettis is on the card, or Alexa Grasso is facing her like biggest mm. challenge, or you know, is Raquel Pennington going to take that big step against Holly Holm? Um, you know what I mean? It's it just or, or JJ Aldrich Aldrich going to step up in competition? There's so many like headline things that are always talked about by people, like. I don't know. I just feel like that's not us. It, you and I never really talk about that when it's just you and I. You and I talk about the fun stuff. Like, for example, yeah. Who do you think? Who do you think has the advantage? A fighter who fights frequently, so therefore has a possibly weaker chin and has more damage, accumulated damage, or a fighter with ring rust who doesn't fight for large periods of time. Who do you think has the advantage going into the fight? A battle damage consistent fighter or a rusty sporadic fighter that hasn't fought often? Oh, man. Um, I would say, if anything, the the battle damage one for sure. Has the advantage? Um, Yeah, I mean, we've we've seen guys with rust that have come back, and I feel like with that break... There's they somehow have an advantage, you know, um, because although like yeah they they do vigorous training, they're still not in a professional fight. Wait wait so you're saying so, wait, wait, wait so you're saying the rusty fighter has the advantage or the the consistent the rusty fighter has the advantage oh, because yes the although one. they yeah because I get it like they still train you know depending on what their hiatus is. But they're not fighting professionally during that hiatus. They're they're probably doing some sparring, but nothing like super intense. Whereas, you know, with Cowboy, I feel like we're now seeing this like up and down thing with him. Um although, you know, like the whole eye injury thing that I mean, I get it, he lost because of that. But I mean that fight was in uh, Tony Ferguson's uh, favor, anyways, in my opinion. I feel like he was dominating more. Um, you know, so I, I I don't know. Do you feel like at this point Cowboy has 
plateaued because and and the reason why I say that is uh I think he's just getting to that point, man. I mean, he's been in the game for a long time. He's at that age. He had, you know, that win streak for a while, but I think with Connor coming back, you know, again, yeah, he's the rusty one, but I feel like with his hiatus, uh, it probably did him good physically. So true. I mean, like it's been it's been spoken about how Connor's had pretty serious injuries to his leg um, for a while now, and he never really addressed it. He was just saying, "Nope, I'm gonna fight. Nope, I'm gonna fight. Nope, I'm gonna train. Nope, I'm gonna fight." So he finally got that taken care of over this long hiatus. Um, mm-hmm. Who do I think has an advantage? I mean. It's such an intriguing matchup, not because of the personalities. Like, yeah, we could get into the, you know, it is what it is. Let, let's just fight. Let's just, let's just, I just want to fight, man, type of attitude from Cowboy with the brash, aggressive, arrogant, uh, confident guy that Conor McGregor is. I mean, the personalities are entertaining enough, but from a fight perspective, I think the, the really interesting part here is you have a guy who's been shown to take hits and take damage in Cowboy Cerrone. Mm-hmm. Um, facing off against a power puncher. Now, here's the funny thing. The power puncher is a counter puncher. And while he can apply pressure, I haven't seen him really turn on the pressure since like his early fights. Do you know what I mean? He's just been... Yeah. He always waits to, to slip and hit with that cross power left. And... Um, I, I know Cowboy doesn't handle pressure fighters well, but I feel like Cowboy, despite that he is more battle-worn, the dude, I think, is still in pretty good shape. He still throws, you know, four-piece combos with kicks. He still throw. He still, you know, grinds on the cage, and he doesn't mind if it goes to the ground. Like, he still has the weapons that make him Cowboy, you know, to me. Mm-hmm. Um, but the intriguing part is you have that. You have a guy in Cowboy Cerrone who is known to get hit in his fights facing off against a guy who has KO power. Now here's another intriguing part. The KO power guy is fighting outside of his weight class. Connor is coming up to 170. Cowboy's pretty big, man. Like when he, he Connor's only fought 170 against Nate Diaz. Um, and that's it. That's the only 170 adventure he's gone into. And you saw the problems he had going up against a 170 fighter. Yes, yeah. yes, we could talk about Nate Diaz and the Nate and Nick Diaz brother chin strength that they have where they really don't get knocked out um, often, if at all. I think I think Nate got knocked out by Josh Thompson. Uh, I think the fight got stopped for that one. But, like, the guy could take a hit, right? But you saw Jorge Masvidal, you know, do knockdowns on Nate all of their BMF fight. So it's not like Nate doesn't get knocked down, but Nate's huge. And you have Connor going mm-hmm. up against Cowboy. Cowboy is huge. Cowboy is matching down to 170. You know, Cowboy is, yes, Cowboy technically, you know, can fight lower, but he he doesn't really need to worry too much about his weight cut here. I don't know. You're going up against a lot of weird scenarios and a lot of weird odds. I think, I think the rusty fighter, honestly, until maybe the second or third round, the rusty fighter's at a disadvantage. Now, doesn't unless I'm thinking of someone else, doesn't Cowboy have like pretty steady cardio? Yeah, his cardio is never really a problem. Yeah, 
It's Whereas Connor, I mean, unless he's been training on, you know, and working on that during this period. Yeah. I mean, I wonder if he's going to gas out again. That is the thing that everybody talks about with him. I mean, here's the fun part. Cowboy doesn't get gassed. He gets hit. Think about the times he's lost recently. It's been like TKOs. It's been doctor stoppages. He's been hit. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, that's what happens to Cowboy. It's not a cardio. It's never a cardio thing. It's never been a cardio issue for Cowboy. Not that I'm not saying Cowboy doesn't slow down as the fight as the fights go on, but that's not like a known issue for Cowboy's camp. Like, oh, no, we got to worry about his cardio. Oh, I'm just I'm just saying in, in Connor's in in Connor's point of view, though, like I, I, you know, I just hope he's been working on his cardio because I feel like that's where Cowboy would have the advantage. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You're right. You're 100% right about that. I think... Because um, that was, like, one of Connor's like, number one flaws was, you know, it's like, by the time round three comes, you know, he's kind of slowing down a bit, getting a little sloppy. Well, yeah, well, like, why would you need to worry about rounds three and four when you're constantly knocking people out or TKOing people within the first two rounds? You know what I mean? Yeah. I think the Nate Diaz yeah. thing really taught him a lot. Um yeah, I think the Nate Diaz fights really taught him a lot about about how he has to evolve his game. Mm. So yeah, I, it's hard. It's hard because the variables can't be stripped down to just a rusty fighter versus a uh, uh, a damaged damaged goods fighter, right? And maybe maybe that's mean to say that Cowboys damaged goods, but I mean we've been seeing him get fucked up for the past year, pretty significantly. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Tony Ferguson, Darren Till. I mean, he, yeah, he, he fucked up Ally Kinta. He, uh, he fucked up, uh, Rick Story. Well, uh, Rick Story was two years ago, I think. He fucked up, uh, what's his name? What's that kid's name? There's that kid that was talking shit to him, talking about how he's going to knock Cowboy out because he's old. And then Cowboy clowned the fucking kid. I forget. I'm sorry. But, um, it, it's really interesting. It's really interesting. Also, what's perfect is that Donald Cerrone's ranked number five and Conor McGregor's ranked number four. I think that's fantastic. Hmm. You know, I think that's a, I think that's a fantastic comparison. Now, if you want to go by the numbers, if we're going by the numbers here, um, let's see. The average fight time for Cowboy is nine minutes, 57 seconds. The average fight time for Conor is nine minutes and two seconds. You have a 1.81 knockdown average per 15 minutes for Connor versus a 0.9 knockdown average for Cowboy. Uh, you have 5.27 significant strikes landed per minute for Connor versus 4.35 for Cowboy. Um, significant strikes are close, 48% to 46% in Connor's favor. Um, absorbed per minute, Connor is 4.43 versus Cowboy's 4.18. And for defense, very close, 55% to 54% for, uh, for Connor as well. Now, grappling is when it changes a bit, right? The takedown average per 15 minutes is higher. Cowboy is 1.22. Connor is 0.75. That makes sense. Takedown accuracy is actually higher for Connor. But then again, Cowboy doesn't go for takedowns. Cowboy just has reactionary uh, grappling. You know what I mean? Um, Takedown defense is higher for Cowboy. 73% for 70 on Connor. And submission average per 15 minutes is zero for Connor, as we all know, and 1.29 for Cowboy. Um, So those are very, very uh, entertaining stats that... That really showed. That really paint the story we all know, right? We have a primary striker versus a guy who's more well rounded and better on the ground. Um, mm. Yeah. Uh, so uh, Cerrone lost to Gaethje by KO TKO in the first round. Um, Ferguson he lost uh, KO TKO. That was the doctor stoppage. 
He beat Ayla Quinta by decision. Uh, he Oh, that's who it was. He beat Hernandez, Alex Hernandez. He uh, whooped his ass by TKO in the second round. He beat Mike Perry by armbar uh, in the first round. I remember that, yeah. Yeah, he lost to uh, uh, Leon Edwards by decision before that. He beat Yancey Medeiros, which was a which was a really good fight. KO TKO first round. Uh, he lost to Darren Till by KO TKO. So back and forth. Yeah. He loses to Till. He wins against Yancey. He loses to Edwards. He wins against Perry. He beats Hernandez. He beats Al. He loses to Tony. He loses to Gaethje, and now here we are. <laughs> yeah, see, that's what I mean. He had like that that little streak for a while, and then it's like, all right, now we're hitting this plateau. We're with the losses again, and I don't know. Yeah, it's I don't um, know, man. Then you have Connor lost round four against uh, Nurmagomedov. He beat Alvarez. He beat Diaz. Um, he lost to Diaz before that, as we all know. He beat Aldo. Then he beat Mendez, or he beat Mendez, then he beat Aldo. He beat Seaver, beat Poirier, he beat Brandau, um, he beat Holloway, he beat Brimage. Yeah. You know, so he's got a he's got a really solid UFC record. He's only lost in the UFC to uh yeah. Diaz. I was gonna say, you know, I have to a lot of people give him crap. First off, like with his last few losses, I mean one of them was a boxing match, you know. Does that actually go against his MMA record? No. Yeah. No, that's so, a mean, boxing record. Yeah. Besides the uh, uh, Khabib one, I mean, I and, and which you know what he actually didn't do do he didn't do too bad like defense wise, especially in like the first round. Yeah, his takedown defense. Um, he, yeah, I don't think I don't think it's as bad. I mean, as somebody who gets taken down all the time, I'm talking about myself. Um, <laughs> I would have to say he has a uh, he has way better. He did a way better job than I think a lot of people are giving him credit for. I think I don't yeah. think people realize how hard it was to keep Khabib on the leg locks only, like the leg locks in the leg position only um, for the mm. first half of that fight. So I mean, I think I think he deserves a little bit more credit. I mean, I'm not going to say let's go off and, you know, let's go off, you know, praising the guy for losing to Khabib, but yeah, no, he did what he could. I mean, I don't hold it against him again. I don't even hold that fight against him. I mean, you can call me a Connor fanboy all you want. I don't think I'm a fanboy, but I do think that that was not the optimal Connor that we saw first. Uh, never make a bet off. Yeah, no, no, for sure. Um, um so now here's my question. Let's say Connor does win against Cowboy. Do you see him sticking to 170? Uh, or do you see him jumping weight again and possibly going back to, what is it, 150, 155? There, 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 there are two things I know. One is that he has openly said, I am coming for the 170 division. He said this in an interview. Oh, okay. He said this in an interview uh, after training for the Mac Life website. He said, "I am coming. To, I'm coming to take you know what I want, and I'm going to come up." Basically, the same thing that he said about the 155 and the uh, 145 division of just like I'm going to come in there and I'm going to I'm going to show them what I'm made of, and I'm going to take the belt, and I'm hungry for this. I'm hungry for this again, and I'm going to have three. I'm going to have three division belts tied to my name. Um, mm. 
So that's what he said. Uh, the other thing I know is that he said, or he didn't even say it, Dana White confirmed it. He is on deck as plan B in the Tony Ferguson and Khabib Nurmagomedov fight. So if anybody falls off for that fight, he's stepping in. Oh, okay. So if Tony or Khabib can't make it for, I think it's the sixth time now, if either of them can't make it due to whatever reason causes them to cancel the fight again for a sixth time, uh, Connor will step in and mm-hmm. fill in for replacement. So whether it's Khabib, whether it's Tony, he's stepping in. Okay. Um, I think him versus Tony would be insane. I do think Tony beats him. Him versus Khabib would be super entertaining. Super. Ent- mm-hmm. Because here's the thing. When Connor had a loss to Nate Diaz, what did Connor do? Connor got fucking serious. He stopped joking, laughing. He wasn't smiling. He was training hard. He was quiet. And he was super, super focused and dead. Do you remember that, Connor? Do you remember that, Connor? The Connor that was just mm-hmm. my only focus in life, my only reason to be on this planet is to defeat Nate Diaz. And I would love to see that and see what that could do against Nimrikamenov a second time. Um, yeah. But I'm a, I'm a sucker. I, I'm a stickler for these kind of things, and people hate it, right? I, I would say I want to see the Chad Mendez and, and McGregor fight with Mendez on a full camp. Yes, I know Mendez is retired, but like I'm one of those people that wants to see that with a full camp and see how that would go down. So I, I'm... I just want to see certain things. So that's just me. Um, yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, I am excited. I don't know who to say who I think will win. I honestly think Cowboy has the advantage. He has the size advantage, the strength advantage, the grappling advantage. He has, um, he doesn't have ring rust. I'll put that in his, in his cap as well. Um, and he bangs, you know what I mean? But here's the thing. Does Connor have the same power, the same pop at 170 that he does at the lower ranks? Because mm-hmm. I don't know if he does. I think he has part of the pop at the lower divisions because he's a big guy for those divisions. Yeah. You know what I mean? I think this is a good test to see. I mean, he did put Diaz down on his butt like two or three times in the rematch. So he definitely he definitely catches him. But I don't know. I don't know. It's it's Connor. We also haven't seen. I haven't seen him fight really. I want to say since the Aldo fight, there's been nobody to really challenge him on a real multifaceted level. A lot mm-hmm. of it's just been boxing. Eddie Alvarez, boxer, wrestler. Habib, a brawler and a wrestler. Um, Nate Diaz, a boxer and jujitsu guy. Uh, like fucking Floyd Mayweather, a literal boxer. So I feel like you haven't mm. seen, he hasn't had to worry about leg kicks. He hasn't had to worry about body kicks. He hasn't had to worry about elbows and knees as much. You know, like he doesn't really have to focus on that as the primary issue. He deals with mm. all the issues, right? Because it's MMA. But you have a guy like Cowboy coming in there, man. You have a guy with the kickboxing and Muay Thai background of Cowboy coming in. And his, with his jujitsu stuff off the off his back, like I don't know, man. It, it, it's I'm I'm always thinking of the scenes of a focused Connor when he's fighting somebody that he can't just put away. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And the way he does it is is constant. He steps in. He usually pause 
pause with the jab, tries to time a one-two, or he fakes the one-two, waits for them to counter, and he tries to slip over with the with the power left. Yeah. Right. So because of that, I and the, the that in and out, that in and out, that in and out, that whole game, that whole in and out game, we've seen before. We saw it for five rounds against Nate Diaz. You know, you saw it against Eddie Alvarez, mm. and it turned into like this crazy, that crazy finished in the Eddie Alvarez fight. Like we've seen him do it. So a part of me sees him doing it to Cowboy. Cowboy, you know, putting out there a three piece combo, like a a one two with a roundhouse kick or like one two switch kick, and then Connor stepping out, slipping out, and then like immediately stepping back in and trying to follow through with the two. Mm-hmm. You know? Um, let's have it. Let's have an easier question. An easier question to put this in the final chapter of this episode of the first episode of 2020. If he loses, how do you feel? What do you think that does to his brand? Not his legacy, but if McGregor loses, what does this do to his brand and his image? I'm not sure because again, he is coming back from hiatus you know what i mean so it's like if he does lose it's like i i get it though i get why so i i would say if he had won this fight and then like six months from now or whatever he had lost another one i'd say all right what what happened you know but um i don't know man i feel like either way it's not really gonna affect him He'll just I really don't. Water off the duck's back. Just keep going. I think so. Yeah. Hmm. I think if he loses, there's a little bit of tarnish because what does he do? If we're gonna if we're gonna be I mean, Dana White's gonna give him whatever he wants for the most part, but if you think about it, he lost he loses at 170, he lost at 155. Like, what's he what's he doing now? Like, what does he do? Like, what is there left for him to do? Yeah. At this point. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, ranking-wise. I, I don't know. I, I feel like, again, with, with his past, it was different, though. Like, he was consistently fighting, you know? I mean, his last two losses, again, one you can't even count because that was, like, a boxing. It was literally a boxing match. But then, like, his only other loss MMA-wise was the Khabib fight. And then there was that hiatus, you know? Um, I just feel like the circumstances are different. Like, if he had lost to Khabib and then, you know, took whatever time off he needed to recover, then came back and then jumped to 170, you know, literally, like, the following year, I mean... And then had gotten another loss. That's literally two losses in a row after maybe, what, six months from each other. Then I'd say that would have affected him. I just don't... I don't know, man. I feel like being away for so long, um, his fans or just people in general would give him the benefit of the doubt. Yeah. I mean, I don't... I, I don't know what he's talking about by going and staying at 170. That's what I don't understand. Like, if you're going to go to 170, which is welterweight, you have Kamara Usman, who's the champion. You have Tyron Woodley, who's number one. You have Colby Covington, number two. Jorge Masvidal at number three. 
Like, you, those are fucking killer. Stephen Thompson? Do you know the size difference that you would see between tall-ass Stephen Thompson faced off against Conor McGregor? But then you go to lightweight, and it's full of killers. You have Tony Ferguson, Dustin Poirier, Justin Gaethje, Donald Cerrone, Paul Felder, Dan Hooker, Kevin Lee. Like, you have killers on top of Khabib, reigning king. So, I don't know. I think it's going to be very interesting. I'm very excited to see how his plan rolls out. His I'm fighting three times Mm -hmm. in 2020 is going to roll out because I want to see what he's going to do. Yeah, so I'm excited. I'm excited. I think... I think... Cowboy has everything that it takes to win. But I think Connor wins. I think Connor wins. I think Connor is pretty dedicated. I think he comes in and I think he wins. Because I don't know what Cowboy can threaten him with. I just want to see old Connor. I just wonder if like that's again, who I think, him being away. That's who I think is coming in. Kind yeah that's what i that's what i'm hoping you know i just hope that this time away from the sport you know was really kind of like a blessing and it gave him time to reflect on stuff and uh although again he's had his issues outside of the cage i mean as a fighter i just hope he recovered mentally and maybe did some meditating or something I want I want old Connor back. That's who I want to see. Yeah, I think Connor is going to win. If you if Connor wins, it's going to be by TKO. I think if Cowboy wins, it's going to be by submission. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I don't know. I'm excited. I'm excited though. It's going to be very entertaining. Uh, what day is it this month? January eighteenth. Eighteenth. Okay. So two weeks. Two weeks from today. So yeah. Anyways, it's getting late. We had a healthy troubleshooting session to fix some technical issues. Yes. So I'm gonna say let's sign this off as we kick off 2020 with the Conor McGregor and Tony Ferguson fight. That's gonna be super entertaining. And I'm glad Very. that you're feeling okay because uh, for a second I was concerned. I was like maybe the diet's gonna be too extreme, but then you didn't really do it, so it's okay. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, I'm. I'm. De- I definitely want to figure out. Uh, a better week where there's no like major holiday or anything. <laughs> yeah. All right, dude. So. It was good talking to you. I'm glad you're doing great. Yeah. Glad you had a good holiday and good new year. Uh, everybody who's listening, thank you for following through or thank you for joining for the first time. Hope you enjoyed it. And uh, we'll see you in two weeks or we won't see you at all. Fuck that. You'll hear us in two weeks. <laughs> yes. All right. <laughs> Later. Peace. Peace.